Hello, and welcome to Look to Love, a podcast from me, J.L. Gerhardt, to help you read the Bible a better way, to see, to know, and to fall in love with our God. Every week, we read a passage of scripture, usually a chapter or so. We're working our way from Genesis to Revelation, and we ask the question, who is God? We're focusing our attention on him, our gaze, in hopes of seeing him more clearly and ultimately loving him more dearly. That's the point of everything. That's the greatest command. It's the purpose of our lives. So let's do this. Let's open our Bibles and look to love. On Monday, I read the book of Ruth. I sat down in the morning and I started it and I read it all the way through. And when I got to that last chapter, I cried. I legit cried. Tears on my cheeks. This time, I wasn't looking for some of the stuff I usually look for when I read the book of Ruth. I wasn't looking to Ruth as some kind of heroine that I could learn from. I wasn't fangirling over Boaz and his sweetness. I mean, if there's anybody in the Bible who people have a poster of in their room, it's got to be Boaz. Um, So no, I wasn't doing any of that. Instead, I was asking the question, who is God? The question that we ask every week here. And honestly, it was a tricky question to answer because God is not particularly present or active in the book of Ruth. So I had to dig a little. If you ask the question, who is God, and you're reading the book of Ruth, I think a lot of people will point to Boaz as a sort of God character. And we get this clarity in the text. Boaz actually says to Ruth at one point that she's going to get a reward from the Lord and that she's going to get this reward because she left her native land and she turned toward God and that God will give her a full reward. He says, you're going to get this full reward from the Lord under whose wings you have come for refuge. So he points to God and he says, you've come for refuge under God's wings. Well, that's interestingly the exact phrase used by Ruth to talk about her relationship to Boaz and what she's coming to Boaz asking for. She actually says to him, I am Ruth, your servant. Take me under your wing for you are a family redeemer. Boaz is a representative of God in this story. Boaz's love for her His protection of her, the way he provides a refuge for her, is a symbol of what God provides for those who will turn to him. So that's one answer as we ask, who is God? God is like Boaz. He takes care of the vulnerable. He loves and protects those who need love and protection. And so that's fun. If Boaz is the one you had up uh, with a poster in your room, right? If he's your Bible crush, uh, then it's good to know that the reason you love Boaz is because you really just love God. Everything you love about Boaz is present in your God. So that's that's the uh, maybe the most obvious reading, you know, as we ask who is God, that's the thing people are going to point out. But this time I noticed something else that had me asking some questions about who God is. Uh, This time as I read, I kept noticing this one phrase that was popping up over and over and over again, and that was this. Almost every time Ruth is referred to in the book of Ruth, she's referred to as Ruth the Moabitess. As the book of Ruth opens, we find Naomi having fled the land of Moab with her husband. Naomi is a Jew. Her husband is a Jew. They're Hebrews. They have lots of rules as Hebrews. And as they come into Moab with their two sons, something that has to be on their mind is the fact that these two sons need wives. 
but Hebrews are not supposed to marry anyone who's not a Hebrew. Well, Naomi's husband dies. And when he dies, these two boys are still unmarried. Evidently, Naomi feels like she can't drag them all the way back to Israel in order to get them wives, and so she encourages them to take wives from the nations around them. And we see in verse 4, her sons took Moabite women as their wives. This is forbidden. I think this changes the way we read the book of Ruth. In the next seven verses, five times, we're going to see the word Moabite or Moabitess. There's emphasis here on foreignness, the outsideness, the forbidden identity of these daughters-in-law. It was wrong for Naomi's sons to have taken these wives. And it is being pointed out in the text and emphasized. So when Naomi's sons die and Naomi encourages her daughters-in-law to go back to their homes, you know, I'd always looked at that as a benevolent gesture that Naomi wants them to be taken care of. She says, hey, go back to your people. Uh, You are young women. You can be taken care of with your people. And I'm sure there's some benevolence in it. But have you considered that perhaps it's just embarrassing for Naomi to go back to Israel with two Moabite daughters-in-law? It would have been. Naomi convinces Orpah to go back, but she can't convince Ruth. On the road, Ruth says, I'm going with you no matter what. And so at that moment, the moment when Ruth agrees that she's going to stay with Naomi and Naomi realizes that she can't get rid of Ruth, what happens? Look in the text. It's so interesting. Naomi goes silent. She doesn't talk to Ruth the entire way into the city. Why? Why is she giving her the silent treatment? Is it possible that Naomi is trying to figure out how she's going to explain this Moabite daughter-in-law? I don't think Naomi ever intended to return to Israel with these girls. I think there was a bit of hiding that Naomi planned to do. And now she can't hide what happened. As we read in verse 22, when Naomi enters Israel, uh, we read, So Naomi came back from her territory at Moab with her daughter-in-law Ruth, the Moabitess. Again, this time twice in one sentence, emphasis on Moab and Moabitess. Because this is the story. When you read the book of Ruth, it is a story about a woman who was not an Israelite. That matters. It comes up again and again and again. Not only was she not an Israelite, she had married into Israel in a way that was forbidden by God. As we keep reading in chapter 2, we get more and more of this Ruth. Ruth the Moabitess, the young Moabite woman. Ruth will later say to Boaz, why have I found favor with you so that you notice me, although I am a foreigner? In verse 21, Ruth the Moabitess said. Then again, in chapter four, we get Ruth the Moabitess, Ruth the Moabitess. Why am I bringing this up? Why does scripture make such an emphasis here on Ruth's identity as a foreigner? I think because that's what this story is about. It's about the fact that God doesn't just love Israel. God wants to take everyone under his wing. When Boaz accepts Ruth, despite the fact that she's a foreigner, he says to her, Hey, I can tell you have turned from your native land. You've left your native land, and you've come here to God seeking refuge under his wings. This is the idea here. Ruth is not just a Moabitess. When Naomi's boys married Ruth, that was a sin. It was a mistake. It was the wrong thing to do. But in coming into their home and becoming a part of their faith, Ruth recognized something she wanted. 
So on that road, when she's coming in with Naomi, she looks at Naomi and she says, what? She says, your God will be my God. And she turns her back on Moab and she turns her face toward Israel. And in that moment, Ruth is making a choice to seek refuge with God. And in that moment, God welcomes her. She finds his love and his protection under his wings, there in the love and care of Boaz. When Ruth becomes pregnant, this is with Boaz, they've gotten married and now she has a baby. And the baby will ultimately be the grandfather of King David. As she's pregnant, the women around her, they bless her. And the blessing is that she would be like Leah and Rachel, that she would be like Tamar, these women who were the mothers, the matriarchs of Israel. They say, you, Ruth, will be a part of this story. You'll be a mother like those mothers. Who is God? He's for everyone. There is no one outside of God's love. There is no one who can't come to him. There is no one who won't find protection and love under his wings. God is for everyone. He's for you and he's for them. Everyone can find protection under his wings if we're willing to turn away from what we've been seeking refuge in. Whatever we've been worshiping, something that wasn't him, whatever we have turned toward and turned away from him, if we will turn back and we will come to him and we will say, you're my God, I'm seeking refuge under your wings, then he will receive us no matter who we are. That's the kind of God our God is. Thanks for joining me today at Look to Love. Hey, have you given us a review yet? Please do. Reviews help people find this podcast and they offer it a little bit of credibility. People don't listen to podcasts with no reviews. We're herd creatures. We like to know we're among a crowd. This podcast began as I was writing the book, Look to Love, A Better Way to Read the Bible. So if you're interested in this way of approaching scripture, get yourself a book available right now on Amazon. You can follow me at J.O. Gerhardt on Instagram or Facebook or subscribe to my free biweekly essay, The Goodness, where I look for the goodness of God in the land of the living. Do reach out. I'd love to know you're listening. Until next time, I hope you'll look to love.